Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour. I'm Greg Mahachko and joining me as always the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. What's up, Greg? It's been a few few weeks, months since we last recorded. Yeah, weeks. We'll go with weeks. I don't know about weeks. months. Yeah. Well, you've been you busy know. or you're about to be busy. Well, I'm about to be busy, but no, you know, I live out in California and we just, we didn't have power for the last couple of weeks. So we had to stop powering, charging our electric cars and, and just suffer and, you know, set our thermostats at 78 degrees every day just to enjoy the, the coolness. You look at me quizzical, but other than the fact that in my area, we didn't have power outages, everything else I said is true. Um, well, my home thermostat is set for 78, but usually just to give it that little nudge, I'll, I'll manually drop it down to 77. You're saying you weren't allowed to do that? We were recommended to set our thermostats at 78. Gotcha. gotcha. And it was uh, like 100 degrees. So. Ooh, brutal. Yeah. Well, we are honored truly honored and privileged uh, to have a special guest with us this time around. Uh, you know him as longtime uh, friend and, and social media victim to Chad's bullying. Uh, he is the host of my one, two, three cents, the podcast here on the jittery monkey podcast network. He has been running my one, two, three cents.com the pro wrestling blog for, Let's see. AOL started sending out internet discs in the mid nineties. So probably since about then, uh, he is our very good friend, Kevin Huntsberger. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Thank you guys for uh, having me. And what an introduction. Wow. I yeah. thought somebody else was joining us. Well, I well, knew we couldn't get special, anybody else. Special yeah. is the key word. <laughs> uh, it, it's important because, uh, Coming up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, Chad and I are joining Kevin on my one, two, three cents, the podcast. We definitely didn't just record that episode. Uh, and we all just decided nope. to reconvene here uh, for a, an episode <laughs> of the power half hour. But uh, Kevin, we have a bit of a surprise for you, something we've never done here on the power half hour. I hope you're ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Do you know how some of your best shows are ask my one, two, three cents, the podcast. Uh huh. We have asked the power half hour. And okay. in this episode, you just get to ask us questions. Oh, all right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And based on our recording of the my one, two, three cents podcast, all you got to do is really ask one question and we'll fill up the <laughs> half hour. Are we playing truth or dare? I mean, are we getting uh, into the weeds here or what are we doing? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Okay. This is, Kill this is water, the, by the uh, way. This is water. Yes. No, okay. I think, well, I think topics are fully open to you. And if we don't want to answer, we'll just, I'll just make fun of you and then say another question. Okay. So, Greg, uh, I'll start with you. Since you said you are drinking water, and I, I believe that you are, uh, I do know that you are a connoisseur of the craft beer, or as Chad calls them, the hipster beers. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is one that you've had, uh, you know, in the last little bit here that has really kind of st st stood out to you? We went to St. Louis Zoo right at the end of, of summer break uh, 
our son, our oldest son, uh, didn't get to go through camp. He had some listening concerns, right? And they were like, we don't want to really want to let him loose at the zoo. So he didn't get to go. Uh, so we went as a family and uh, at the gift shop, you can buy, I believe it's Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. Um, mm-hmm. And it's zoo beers. It's a Kolsch ale. Uh, it has, oh. a, I think, a penguin on, on the, the, the label. Uh, so that, that's been very good. Uh, I, my folks did about a two and a half week uh, trip out west. They went through Iowa, South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado. And I said, hey, I'll pay good, good hard cash for, for a, a local beer if you find a local beer. And what they brought, I don't even think was local. Um, I can't remember it. It was, I, I brought it home. I wasn't paying attention. I put it in the fridge. Uh, it is, it's a seasonal beer. It's a fall beer. It has some of that pumpkin spice in it, but it also has a, a hint of habanero. And, and by a hint, I mean, I took two drinks of it and I honestly could not drink anymore. Uh, it hit the palate completely wrong. Um, I did not enjoy it. I I've never, I always, you know, people ask me what, what kind of beer you like cold and free. Uh, and this is cold and free, but it was mm, something about that pepper. Uh, it, it hit the wrong way. And, and I can't, I've still got five cold ones in the fridge. Uh, if they ever come over and get in my fridge, they're going to be confused and maybe disappointed, but, uh, so there's a good and a bad, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of breweries that I enjoy going to in, in Southern Illinois, some down in your area. Uh, there's the, uh, St. Nicholas brewing company, which is in Decoin and also Chester, mm-hmm. uh, if closer to my area, of course we have 4204 main street brewing company in Belleville. Millstadt has mill pond, uh, brewing and, and incubator, uh, and my buddy, uh, Rick started up doing some homebrew and you can actually drink some of his, uh, on tap at Crooked Creek winery, uh, in downtown Centralia. And that is cold mm-hmm. brewery. He won, um, uh, won an award for best sour at the Mount Vernon oh. brew something, his first competition or his first, uh, beer fest and, and, and he took home an award. So, uh, I'm pretty excited to, to get out and see his stuff, uh, in Breeze, Illinois, this, uh, coming weekend, uh, and, and try some of his, some more of his wares. So, uh, cold and brewing, you can find them on Facebook. I'll check it out. Chad, I know that you in the past, you know, you live in, uh, Hollywood or LA, uh, you LA. have made it known. LA. Oh, uh, you've made it well known that, you know, uh, the celebrity experience is not necessarily something that you clamor like you would expect people in uh, L.A. or or just in general to to be a part of. But and I think I know the answer to this, but I want to know who was one celebrity that you've met that really you were kind of fanboy as wrestling people would say marking out for uh, when you got Mm. the opportunity to meet them. Well, okay. Um, first off, I want to go back to Greg's answer, and I'm very disappointed that the zoo beer was not called Panda Piss. Best <laughs> opportunity. Shame um, on you, Chad. You know, okay, I'm trying to think of the celebrities that I've met that have been cool. Like, um, I haven't had that many celebrity encounters, and normally when I do, it's, you know, I know I'm going to go see somebody. It's, I, I My random on-the-street sightings. Right. Um, you know, like one of my stories that I tell is I have a friend who moved here from Australia and living up in Malibu and his sister came to visit one time and he was telling me like, oh, we were out to dinner and 
my sister got up from the table and almost elbowed Pierce Brosnan in the crotch because he was walking by at that time. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's a good celebrity sighting. The next week I'm in Malibu eating and I look over and there's this celebrity at the table and it's um, David Wallace, Michael Scott's boss from The Office. I have no idea what that actor's name is, but that's my level of celebrity sightings in the wild. Um, I would have to say, uh, you know, my top three, one, working on at a studio like I did, um, you see celebrities every so often. I mean, Modern Family shot across the street. Fred Savage had a, you know, office in the next building over. So I'd see them. But I remember coming out of the meeting one time and in the building where they do audio recording. And another group is coming down the hallway and we just kind of emerge and I look in front of me and I look at my coworker and kind of give a nod. And she's like, yeah. And it was Robert Downey Jr. Walking in front of mm-hmm. us. And another time coming out of that same building, we're walking with the coworker and this guy's like 50 feet behind us. And he's like, Hey, do you know how to get to the soundstage? I'm like, Oh yeah, it's just in here. Follow, go down the hallway, follow, you know, follow around. He's like, okay, thanks. And we start walking and my friend looks at me and he's like, was that, that's a Deadpool guy. I'm like, yeah, probably. So that was my Ryan Reynolds encounter, which I uh, wow. But I, I would have to say my probably my favorite interaction um, is is, and I don't know if this counts as a celebrity per se, but it falls into your line of, of work. Uh, is Roddy Roddy Piper? You know, because I saw that's who him. I was picking. That's uh, who I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him at a screening for They Live. And then he did a QA afterwards. And then he just hung out in the lobby and talked to everybody, took photo. You know, he was like totally not 1985 Roddy Piper. He was, yeah. you know, really cool. Um, but to uh, answer the question you didn't ask, were celebrity sighting Helen Hunt? Rhymes with? Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me Whoa. ask you. I don't, I don't know how much Hunt. time we've punt. got left. Rhymes with punt. I don't know how much time we have left, but got lots of time. Don't worry about that. And this may be controversial, but what is one thing from cancel culture that's been canceled that you would like to see back in standing? Go ahead, Little Mermaid. Sorry, (laughs) the faux hawk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a well time. That was a well time <laughs> on my part. Uh, one thing that was canceled oh. that, huh? I mean, and that's the thing is, do things actually get canceled, or do we just get offended by them for a short period of time, and then they come back later, or they were on their way out to begin with? I don't. Uh, um, yeah, that, that's you know, I'm, I'm because you know, like. And I'm, I'm trying to think of everything that's been canceled in the last five years. Um, speaking, just because I watched the Dark Side of Comedy, which is a series on Vice based, you know, it's made by the guys that did Dark Side of the Ring. The comedy episodes are not as, um, I think, as entertaining or as enthralling, but they did one on Roseanne Barr. And I, you know, I kind of, hate the fact that she was killed Mm -hmm. off on the Connors instead of maybe sent off to rehab or, you know, some other thing that they could have brought her back later. And um, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of what she says on Twitter or said, but I think what she got canceled for was um, 
a bit of an overreach in anger. And I, I think it was knee-jerk reactions because anytime you say something, um, you know, uh, cancel culture E, people just react immediately instead of letting things kind of process and, and, and getting an answer. Like, why did you say that? And then whatnot. But so, yeah, thinking think, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Roseanne Barr. I think the, the, the biggest you know, victim, the one thing that I would like to see brought back most from cancel culture would be civil discourse. You know, I mean, that's a it's more bigger picture. It, it everything's so knee jerk, and and there's no nuance anymore. It's uh, this person said something that I don't like, or that you know that we as a group disagree with. So let's you know rally the troops, as it were, and and make sure that their their books, movies, TV shows, whatever they have, it starts to to tank some. I'll say this, like some people, I, I think some individuals are too big for cancel culture. That's a weird thing to say, but like JK Rowling, I mean, I know there's been a lot of controversy there uh, for, for her. I don't, I, that, that one's maybe not the best example because I don't, I don't even know if how much of it is, is viewpoint opinion. I, I don't, I, bad example. Cause I, think, I feel like I've opened up a can of worms now, but she's still so rich that I don't know if cancel culture matters, you know, like if, if you have enough money that you don't ever have to leave your house anymore, you can still live, live comfortably. Cancel culture doesn't really affect you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, I think the bigger thing to jump off of Greg's answer is the fact that we don't have civil discourse anymore. The fact that everything is extremes now, Mm -hmm. you know, and because I had a conversation over this weekend. I've had conversations in the past with friends, Kevin, you and I, you know, even though we go mock each other on all the <laughs> social media platforms or folks, uh, it's all the social media platforms. Yeah. <laughs> no platform is safe from the <laughs> shut up mean girls. gift. <laughs> but, you know, when we actually have actual conversations, you find out that you may have difference of opinions, but they're not as extreme as, what we are led to believe. And so I, I think, you know, the only way we're going to make society better is by having honest discussions. And, and the, you know, there is no one side that is 100% right. And there's no side that's 100% wrong. You have to figure out how to compromise because in the game of life, everything is about compromise. I mean, you two are married. I'm sure that you have made more compromises than, uh, than I have in my life of singularity. <laughs> okay. I, I, I always bring it back to this. Um, I put it down on, on an old, you can find it in the archive, uh, jitterymonkey.com in, on an old Nerds United uh, episode, but co-host of the year, Michael Luther and I uh, counted down our five, top five Marvel. I think Marvel might've been just superhero movie, but I want to say Marvel uh, and maybe MCU moments. And one of them in my top five is one of the post-credit scenes from Black Panther where T'Challa addresses the United Nations, and he says that more connects us than separates us. The, the problem is everything's so surface. It's all, it's all, you know, the everything you can see and you think you know somebody, uh, which is not the case at all. So uh, if we have actual communication, actual conversations with someone, I think we'd find that 
that uh, the Marvel writers through you know T'Challa as a mouthpiece are right in that yes, more does connect us or unite us than separates us. All right, good answers, fellas. What is one thing from 2022 that you wish you had during your childhood? Money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good answer. It's a good question. Um, I don't know, because I think, you know, looking at society now or our lives, we have so much. We have all the streaming, you know, everything that the internet has brought, like the fact that here we are in three different locations recording this show, mm-hmm. which, you know, we couldn't do as easily in, um, in the eighties. And, but, I, but then there's like going back to the answer, you know, the conversation that we just had is like, we had better conversation then because we had to talk to each other. You know, we couldn't, everything is so separated now. And so the one thing that I think I wish I had, um, uh, I'm going to say a girlfriend. So that's going to be my answer. <laughs> and, and to your point, Chad, about communicating like the three of us, you know, my parents would have been very curious to know why I was talking with a teenager and a 40 year old man back in the eighties. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I still hate you. <laughs> That's all right. I'm still your favorite uh, person on this show. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, something from. I want to recount. <laughs> something in 2022 uh, that I wish I had as a as a kid. Um, man, I, I I I have to agree with Jed. I, I was thinking just for a split second of like a Roku, you know, with the ability to watch anything, but. I remember that, you know, maybe myself more, more so than you guys, although I think we're all close enough, you know, all jokes aside with you, Kevin, uh, but we're all close enough that we, we grew up with technology, right? Like I remember our first, the first TV that I remember, I was the remote control. Like that was a, Hey, go up and turn Mm -hmm. the knob to, you know, channel five or whatever it was. I click, 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 you know, we had five, six channels, um, and, and then slowly we got cable and then we had a second TV in mom and dad's room and, and, you know, but it was small and it was black and white. And, you know, then eventually I got an, like a Nintendo entertainment system. And then I bought with my own money, a super Nintendo, like my, my kids have everything in the, in the world that they could possibly want and more. Um, I think they, they say that, you know, tough times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy times make soft men, you know, or, or, you know, something along those. I think that like the, the kind of selfish aspect of me was like, Oh man, I wish I had this material good, you know, this material item when I was six or seven, because that would have been awesome, you know? Um, But at the same time, I love the fact that I still have, my uh, Masters of the Universe Skull Mountain or I mean, uh, Snake Mountain, uh, you know, playset from from a kid. So I don't know. Uh, th- that's tough. It, uh, let's just go with with Chad's answer. Say money. <laughs> Good answers, fellas. Keep it coming. This is fun. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What did you have in the eighties that you wish you had now? I know Greg's going to say hair, but hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good question, Chad. What, what, what say you? Um, E.T. the Atari video game. <laughs> You're a glutton for punishment, aren't you, Chad? I don't understand the hate that that game receives. I thought it was very much fun when I was 10 years old. Um, you know, this may sound cliche or corny, but I wish I had the, the friends that I had back then. Not that I don't have friends now, but, you know, going again, going back into this conversation, we're all separated. You know, we can talk via text or, you know, insult each other on Twitter, um, which is I'm pretty sure why Twitter was invented, but <laughs> you don't have that bonding. Like you just, at least for in my right. sake, like, you know, even my close friends are, you know, you don't see them as much. You don't talk to them as much. So I, I miss that camaraderie. That's, I, that's well said. That is, which makes my uh, response shallow. The bike that I learned to to ride a bike on was obviously a, a small kid size bike, but it was blue, and it had again by now you're probably sensing a theme, He Man and the Masters of the Universe like decals on it. Uh, that, that that was my first bike, uh, and I wish, especially with three boys, I wish I had more of my youth bikes <laughs> that I'd be able to you know hold on to and and. Uh, and, and teach them how to, how to ride bikes on. Um, yeah, that that's, you know, it's, it's odd. Um, but that'd be, that'd be the one I go with my first bike. Man, it'd be cool if you could get four bikes and you could be Zartan and the dreadnoughts from GI Joe. It would be cool. I'd have to relearn how to ride a bike. They say you never forget, but it's also been, I don't think I've ridden a bike on purpose since I got my driver's license 24 years ago. <laughs> Oh wow! That's look, look at us, Kevin. I'm the, definitely the one who's most out of shape. Okay, <laughs> I don't have a promising pro wrestling career to keep my body a temple for. All right, my te- my body's not a temple; it's an amusement park. <laughs> Speaking of amusement parks, what is your favorite amusement park? Ooh, mm. Chad, I feel like you're a little more uh, well-traveled on, on this than I am. Yeah, I, I have to go with Universal Studios Orlando. Um, it's a great two-park, great rides. The Universal Studios Hollywood is, um, you know, I say the difference is Florida is a theme park with a studio. Hollywood is a studio with a theme park okay. because it's Universal Hollywood is built like in the middle of the city. And so it really doesn't have the room to expand like Universal Orlando has done and is currently doing. Um, so every if they have similar rides, the ones at Hollywood are usually smaller, um, you know. Um, and I think Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts ride is probably the best theme park ride that I've I have ridden. So I am going with Universal Orlando for the, my answer. I I've had the good fortune of being to a few. Um, obviously, living. Growing up where I grew up, uh, Six Flags is the one, uh, Six Flags St. Louis, uh, or as it was called years ago, Six Flags over Mid-America was the one that I went to the most. Uh, years, I mean, 30 years ago, I went to Disney 
world in Orlando. Uh, Ten years ago, my wife and I were in uh, one you just talked about, Hollywood, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, 20-year-old Greg went to Bush Gardens in uh, Virginia, which was fun. But when I go to amusement parks, uh, what I like to do is ride roller coasters. Uh, that that's that's my jam. It's what I enjoy doing the most. And for my money, uh, Holiday World, Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, you get on that uh, ride called the. I'm gonna get it wrong now because it's been over ten years. But I think it's called the Voyage or Voyager. And mm-hmm. for my money, the best roller coaster that I've ever been on. Um, can't wait to go again. It's been a long time since I've been down that way. All right. Last question, Kevin, make it a good one. Yeah. Cause my All phone right, died you, and, and with it, my timer. So if you had to name your offspring after a celebrity, who would it be and why? Kim Kardashian. Uh, oh, I thought you would have <laughs> said me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, I think, you know, I, I think it's way too late for me to have offspring. Although, hey, look at Mick Jagger, 70 years old, still knocking him out. There you uh, go. I, you know, I've th- I thought about this as a young man when I thought I would have prodigy, progeny. Not a baby was a prodigy, prodigy, prodigy. But um, you know, being influenced as I was during the '80s of wanting to work in cinema, uh, I think I would have gone with Steven Lucas. So combining Steven Spielberg, Spielberg and George Lucas. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kid from uh, the film Lucas. Oh, the Corey Haim film. Corey Haim, good film, great film. Lucas. Hope the story, yes, hope the stories aren't true, but. Uh, oh yeah yeah well thanks for bringing us down (laughs) hey if you know you know if you don't know just hey steven lucas Uh, not at work (laughs) uh so i have three children uh all boys and our oldest garrett uh we named after after a particular lineage in my family uh, so he has the initials G A M as do I, as does my dad, my grandpa and, and my great grandpa. So I don't know if that's a celebrity, uh, but it's a, it's a pretty good start. If I were to have another, uh, child, I have not given this any thought because again, we have three and two of them are twins. <laughs> um, if I had to name a child after celebrity, Oh gosh, why would you do this to me, Gavin? I don't know. I don't like celebrities that much. <laughs> like, uh, I will say, well, real quick, give you a little bit more time to thank Greg and okay. come up with another 20 minute answer. Um, I myself was hell? actually. <laughs> We're recording actually, like three episodes, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I was actually named after a celebrity, but I didn't, re- I didn't know this until about. 15, 16, 17 years ago, because my middle name is Everett, which was my grandfather's name. So I figured I was named after him. And then Chad Everett was a popular actor at the time. So I thought they just added Chad and talking with my mom. She's like, no, your dad was a big fan of the actor. We named you after him. The fact that it was your grandfather's name. Happy coincidence. Didn't nice. it. So 
That's when I said, well, then don't get mad at me for moving to Hollywood. You named me after an actor. What did you expect? Me to do? <laughs> I think uh, just to bring this full circle with all of our conversation uh, that we've had this evening, probably John Cena. That way there's that, that sound clip that's, uh, when it's like a surprise John Cena video or something, uh, in, instead of being <laughs> rickrolled, but it's John Cena, you know, that way, just play that every time the kid walks into the room. That'd be, that'd be the way to go. And, you know, by all accounts, John Cena is a pretty, uh, upstanding, reputable guy. So could do worse. Could, could name You're him CM Punk. All right. Well, uh, Kevin, we thank you so much for joining us. I I know we put you on the spot quite a bit because I didn't tell you what my thought was for the show until we started recording. Uh, So you're a trooper, you're a professional, uh, and you brought your uh, lifetime career in news and journalism and and put it on the forefront here, uh, which is a great time to remind the the listeners out there that you're not in news and journalism anymore. Uh, To the extent of your comfort, Tell the good people what you're doing these days, Kev. Uh, I am the executive director, which I still blows my mind that that it's they got that title, but it, it is called the executive director of public information and marketing uh, for Shawnee Community College in deep south uh, southern Illinois. Um, it's you know I'm the marketing director. I handle all the social media uh advise all that good stuff um and there may be uh some additional duties added uh in the very near future so stay tuned for that the, the way your eyes lit up i thought you can be said there may be an opportunity to uh, expand the office and bring one of you guys on as my flunky well yeah i told chad i need an assistant so you know but now he's got a job so he, he can do it as an unpaid down. intern couldn't he yeah absolutely Unpaid's <laughs> best Chad, any final thoughts before we get on out of here this time around? Um, yeah, it's great to be back doing the show. We'll see you again in a month. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what wrong. I mean, we're, we're coming up on, on Halloween season. So I don't know. Maybe we should think up some Halloween theme ideas for the show. But uh, uh, I would just say my, my recommendations, if you have streaming services, if you have Amazon Prime, watch The Outlaws. If you have Peacock, watch The Resort. If you have HBO Max, stay away from White Lotus. I don't know what the Emmy voters were thinking, but it's a terrible, terrible show. Well, there it is, as always, Chad's unsolicited recommendations. <laughs> and uh, th- we are out of time for this extended, very special episode of the Power Half Hour and Change uh, for the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart, for our esteemed and illustrious guest, Kevin Husberger. I'm Greg Mahochko. Take care. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.